I would like to be traded to any other team but the New England Patriots. Big brain predictions. That's what I got. Take it off, sir. This Washington football team beat the Steelers. And that person. EDP. Yes, but if you lose this game, I firmly believe we do not need to make playoffs. So Don't you ever disrespect me. <laughs> <laughs>7 tonight, are we? There's no sneaking <laughs> trades going on here. You might be taking 7. No. Might. The night is young, Shaq. Ah. <clears throat> what, what, what are you guys drinking tonight? Shaq brought over some Woodford Reserve. Woodford. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Double oak. Double oh, you oak. got the double oak, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know. It did feel or taste a little more Girl, flavorful. Double oak. <laughs> <laughs> you guys come over to want my house for one NFL draft, and all of a sudden your whiskey connoisseurs. This is great. Thought I picked up a little bit of a note. <laughs> That's nice. Shaq said, uh... And I quote, girl, you got them double O's. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we start our show. Uh, Speaking of last week, yes, if you did tune in last week, which we had a pretty pretty big show, thanks to the folks that came out to tune in to watch the draft with us. Um, We did take a shot for every pick traded. Which was, uh, I believe, one thousand and two, and also <laughs> any quarterback taken. <laughs> Definitely felt that way. Yeah, which we ended up taking seven yeah. shots, but I found out that apparently there were nine trades in the first round. We missed some trades. 
I, I guess so. I don't know how that happened. But mm. those last two shots. Well, okay, I <clears throat> we did miss the um, Jermaine Johnson trade. I think when the the Jets came back and picked at number twenty six, I think we did miss that one. Ah, but we might have been we might have been putting at that time. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Uh, on the same topic as of the draft, though, we are going to give our grades for how we think um, our own teams did, um, who we think had the best draft, uh, who we think had the worst draft. So uh, if we're going to start off with who we think had the best draft, uh, Shaq, who do you think drafted the best this year? I put Kansas City up there for the best draft okay. pick this year. For adding for to their defense, <clears throat> making sure they can prevent people from scoring on them. They already know they're a powerhouse of an offense, so they can add a little more pieces here and there on defense. It makes them all that much more scary for a team to come across. So I think they had the best outcome for already a good team. So I, I like that pick. Well, Kansas City did have a uh, pretty good draft. Malin? Um. I'm surprised that Shaq didn't go with the Steelers. All right. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, not especially with the heralded uh, little piggy picket. That's what I'm calling him, by the way. Little piggy picket. Uh, that's his new, new name. That small digit. Um, got them eight inch hands. Um, <laughs> no, the uh, my, my, my favorite. My I think the people that had the best draft. Now, this does not mean that they're actually going to do anything with them. Okay. <laughs> They're they're still probably clear. going to suck ass. But I just want to make it be clear: just because you draft good, doesn't mean your team's going to be good. Uh, but I think the Jets actually had the best draft. Yep. Um, and I look at it, just yeah, just, yeah. Now you know why I did the disclaimer. <laughs> um, but when just looking at the first round, I mean, they got Sauce Gardner that was yep. rated the number one defensive back. Okay, they got Garrett Wilson which was rated the number one wide receiver at Ohio State for PFF. Um, and then they traded back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, which was the top five um, player as well. And so you had three first-round picks, all of them either number one or number or in the top five in their position group in the first round. Like, normally you have 14 players that any given team out of the 32 is going to grade as like a true first-round talent, right? You don't have 32 first-round talented players. So you draft 32 first-round players. Um, but for the Jets to have three picks and to come away with three of those 14 because they didn't overreach and they came back <clears throat> into the draft because somebody was sliding, right. um, I, th I thought they really had a great draft. Yeah, I agree with Malin on this one. I think the Jets... Like you said, good disclaimer. You, you got to give those, hey, don't be misled by this. We're just stating what it is right now. If you buy into this, that's your own damn fault. But on paper, as of right now, the Jets, I think, also had the best drafts. Um, picking up Jermaine Johnson, like the way that they were able to finesse him at the end was just like the cherry on top. Getting Wilson and Sauce was huge. But being able to get Jermaine Johnson at FSU was huge at the end because he was just kept sliding and sliding and sliding, and they were like, well, fuck it, we can go get him too. Um, and they also were able to get um, a solid running back uh, in the later rounds, um, Brees Hall, and then 
Jeremy Ruckert out of uh, Ohio State. He's a, a good blocking tight end, um, which I think just e- adds even more, a little bit more for the run game right there, um, and gave a little more protection at the very end for Zach Wilson, which all everybody knows he needs all the protection he can get. So uh, I feel like they hit all their bases and got a bunch of great talent in the beginning too. So props to the Jets. You know who? You know who's most excited about the Jets draft? Who's that? Joe Buck. <laughs> Joe. Want to know why Joe Buck is the most excited? Why is that? That man out there right now having wet dreams about the fact being able to say Wilson to Wilson for a touchdown. That man <laughs> is about to live his best life next year. It's going to be fantastic. Wilson to Wilson. Book it. <laughs> he uh, on the other side of the spectrum here, Shaq, who do you think had the worst draft? Uh, Chicago Bears, I think, had the yeah, worst. Piggy, 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 piggy. <laughs> <laughs> Said the Bears. Okay. Why do you think the Bears had the worst draft? Um, for a team that's always lived to be in the middle of the pack team, I think they didn't make any sort of picks that's going to benefit their team, neither short-term nor long-term. Mm-hmm. I see this team only getting worse from this time onward, so I just generally don't see much happening for the Bears, and they didn't exactly pick anything to really improve upon themselves. I don't have any comment on them because, honestly, I have no idea what Exa- they did. Exactly but... the point. <laughs> I went through, I was looking through people's picks, and I was like, it's just like a lot of the like, just random-ass things that they're picking – it's just like oh, their man. team, their team. These a lot of these players are gonna like either never see playing time or just yeah, the Bears. Malin. Um, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Worst draft. <laughs> Worst. draft. I don't know why. Oh, it bothers me so goddamn bad when a team trades away their first round pick and then they put on Twitter with our number nine pick we pick this person we traded for you didn't pick him in fact if you pick a 30 something year old quarterback with your number nine pick that's a bad pick alright so uh, it annoys me when teams do that I think it's quirky I think it's stupid um <laughs> There's other adjectives and verbs I can use. Um, definitely some action words on what they could do with that pick. Um, but no, I mean they didn't. They, they didn't even pick until the 64th pick of the draft. How are you gonna have a good pick when you don't even pick until 64? Um, first draft. Uh, now, do they have Russell Wilson at quarterback? Yes, but is he drafted? No. Um, so I don't. I don't think you can have a good draft when. You, I think you have like seven picks, and they're all after the second round. So, yeah, <laughs> New Denver. So. Uh, my answer it it ties into my next answer, so I'll just kind of <laughs> combine this all at once. But to me, it's unequivocally my own team. We had such a god awful draft. Um, just piggy, Wait. just just segueing <laughs> right into the next. Uh, Segment I gave <laughs> us a a D. That that's my grade for my own team. Uh, we once again went with a bunch of players that probably have never really heard of. 
uh, which let me just preface all this by saying this is no no offense to the, the players that come out of all these different schools. Uh, I wish them nothing but the best. I'm sure that they're great players, but uh, with what we could have gotten, it, this is just the classic Bill Belichick thinking that he's he's not looking at talent or playmakers. He's just looking at personalities, character, work ethic, what's going to fit the machine that we already have and and continue to make this machine run. They tried to fool us last year thinking that they're changing things up. We spent a bunch of money for agency. We drafted a bit more efficiently than we normally would have. Uh, and then, you know, it's it's no, it's still really the same old, same old. Here we go, getting a bunch of players that, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like are going to be the most talented playmakers once they develop in the NFL. Um, I, I don't know. We just like we just flat out ignore a lot of talent. Who who did you guys draft number one again? The uh, kid tackle. out of Chattanooga. Right, right, tackle. Tackle. Did you see the video of Sean McVay? Yes. Yep. Cracking up. The GM up. laughing. <laughs> Cracking up. Over that pick. <laughs> I was like, first of all, you don't even have a first round pick. So why are you holding a press conference <laughs> during the first know. round? Like, that's another thing that irked me. Like, yeah, we get it. You won the Super Bowl. Why are you in front of cameras when you don't even have a pick? Are they required um, to do that? Or. Something tells me probably I don't think not. so. No, I don't think they are. I think Mavay just likes seeing himself on television. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we. This is my my whole thing about this, how we operate in the NFL and how we draft is kind of like indicative of how we play. We obviously don't pay much attention to getting a bunch of marquee talent. It's just we need our system to run at a hundred percent efficiency like we play a mistake free free football we need our opponent to beat themselves essentially so if we make any mistakes we're falling behind and we don't have the playmakers or the talent to cover uh a deficit that we may fall into like other teams who have stars and and can just go down the, the field real quick and score a touchdown we have to go on these 70 80 90 yard drives to score anything in like you're it's just not gonna you can't keep doing that like you're gonna make mistakes you're not gonna score on all these long ass drives but bill belichick still thinks that that's how you do it the system always works the system is proven which it was but it's 2022 now and what is shown to be successful now is high powered offenses that can go score fast and we don't have still i can't think of many playmakers on our team at all so the draft was just kind of like I said indicative of our team but long winded way of saying that (laughs) G Money here says Tampa had the worst draft when you know you're not going to have Brady after next year why not draft a quarterback plus they took a punter in the fourth round (laughs) I did not know that I love it. Shout out to G Money. Um, Shaq, who do you think had the worst draft? Or sorry, who was your your grade for for your team? C plus for my team. Piggy, 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 piggy. piggy. That's one reason I gave him C plus. I don't know if they're just trying to 
it's just kind of like reaching now. It's like maybe we might get a fluke with one of these quarterback, three quarterbacks that we have on the roster. <laughs> one of them will magically work out. I don't think you know. They did choose another receiver, so it's like maybe right now they're just trying to find weapons, give opportunities. Hopefully, some sort of chemistry works out, and we have some sort of weird good season off of it. So I can see the direction they're trying to head to, work on <clears> offense, <throat> trying to make up for the fact that we've lost weapons here and there on offense between losing Juju, Big Ben is retired. Now they're trying to find a way to like maybe something work out. So I can't hate on them. Would I have chosen a quarterback? No. I would have stuck with the two that we have this season and reached out for other weapons. Give it a pick a lineman. Big Ben was definitely moving last season over there taking hits and absorbing hits. Choose a lineman. I'm okay with the receiver move, but like that's just me. So I give them C plus. Definitely could have done a different direction. I want to come back to that, but Malin, you go ahead. Okay. Well, can can I comment on what Shaq just said first before I talk about my own team? Yeah, we can unpack. So that be, because first. okay, because I do think this is interesting though, Shaq, and you bring a good point because I'm making fun of you know little piggy picket uh, because he does have small hands. He got eight inch hands. And it's almost like Pittsburgh plays outdoors in the cold majority of the time. I don't know if they forgot that, um, but they do. Um, but if, what I think is weird is that you picked up Mitch Trubisky, right? Mm-hmm. And the Steelers don't really know what they have in Mitch Trubisky. And he's probably going to be the starter going into week one. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers are setting themselves up in a position that what if Mitch Trubisky, like, balls out next year? Are you setting yourself up with another Jordan Love situation where you wasted a first-round draft pick on somebody that might not ever see the field because all of a sudden Mitch Trubisky's great and they want to lock him up on, on another contract? It's just I found it really kind of weird that the Steelers locked in on another quarterback in this year's draft versus trying to get one next year after seeing what they had in Mitch. Like what what do you think about that dynamic between Mitch and uh and Pickett going into the the you know training camp and all that? For me, I think it's a great problem to have if that ends up happening. Um I would give Pittsburgh a grade up from what B or from what Shaq said. I'd give him a B plus. Um just because I feel like Mitch will probably end up starting week one, you know, probably for the first couple of weeks. Um, but I think, you know, Pickett was a good, like, he played at Pitt. Like, he played in that, more or less, that same exact stadium. So I would imagine he's used to the environment and the elements there. Um, but give him some time to, to learn the system and, and come up. Um, but if Mitch ends up balling out, I mean, I, I feel like that's a good problem to have. It's like if you accidentally run into a ton of money and it's like, what the hell do I do with this? My, my only thing is why not build upon the Trubisky and hope that he does do well? Like, let's say this. Trubisky, he does ball out. He's some sort like you have to start your second or for a week or two. Are you not going to choose Rudolph? Somebody who already has experience and already kind of already knows the offense and play? Or are you trying to transition this rookie quarterback and taking the risk on hope he does well? Because my thing, I still think they start Trubisky, of course, 
and then they still will end up putting Rudolph in there first before they even try putting this rookie quarterback. Really? I, I think so, because this is now a player who kind of already, already knows. As much as we've seen Rudolph, like, do bad, it's still in the aspect of the comfort zone of... <laughs> You're saying if Trubisky comes out and tanks, then they're like, all right, Mason, you come no, up, you not pick it. I, I don't I know. I could, could see that. Yeah, I could see I that. Think my, I don't think there was a single quarterback that was necessarily going to be week one ready. Right now, right. I, I want you to, I want you, I want you to close your eyes and think of this situation, Jalen. Let's say the Steelers are your favorite team. Let's say Mitch is terrible, right? Right. Okay. We all know Rudolph's going to be terrible. So at some point, Cody Pickett's going to see the field next year if Trubisky's terrible. Right. Okay? What if he doesn't play well? What if Pittsburgh ends up with a top ten pick next year? With a six-quarterback deep draft with a top-ten pick, you're looking at Trubisky failing, Rudolph being Rudolph, Cody Pickett, or Pickett not playing well. Now you're saddled with a top-ten pick in the NFL draft. Are you going to pick up another quarterback? Uh, you, you see that type yes. of situation? <laughs> that is a very real type of situation that could happen. I mean, look at, look at Tomlin, man. He's bald. The man shaved his head. Losing Big Ben did something to him. That man lost all his hair. He, yes. He's bald now. Yes, it's like I got no hair. Shit, I is it, too. Even though at um, one point of the draft, most of the offensive linemen would have been gone by that point, or like those high caliber first rounds, I would have much rather taken one, build upon one, do that. So whatever quarterback we do, at least we can start building upon a line to protect them. So even if they're like bad, at least we're trying to buy time for these quarterbacks, so these have time to think and throw the ball and everything. But now we're just building upon. Let's say the offensive line is like god awful. It's like even if they are going to quarter quarterback, we've had the O line is not the O line is yeah. not there. So even just, if they are good, it's got stress. I just I just think one of two scenarios happen for Pittsburgh <clears throat> next year is that either Mitch Trubisky is actually really good and they have another winning record, then they have the conundrum of do we move on Trubisky or sign him or do we let Pickett play? Or team is bad, you got a top ten pick. Now you got a rookie quarterback that probably didn't perform well because he was thrown into the fire because the team wasn't doing good. And you're looking at all these quarterbacks from a much better NFL draft. Like they're already saying, he said during this time that Baker Mayfield, if Baker Mayfield went into this draft, he would be the number one quarterback taken. Yeah, yeah. that's how that's how not highly talented that quarterback class was. Like, right. Cody Pickett, Cody Pickett would probably be now. Like, you're looking at it now, would probably be like the number seven rated quarterback in next year's draft. What? Why do you call him Cody Pickett? Isn't it Kenny? I don't know. Kenny Pickett. Cody Pickett I don't give a shit. Uh, there, there was a quarterback for the University of Washington. His name was Cody Pickett. Oh, I see. Um, back okay. in ba- back in the late two thousands. Gotcha. Um, he was actually pretty good, but that's why I call him, uh, you know, a little piggy picket because yeah. he's got small hands, though. <laughs> um, all right, so Seattle. Enough about Steelers. Let's talk about Seattle. Um, I'm actually giving them a B. I think they were pretty solid. Um, I'm glad that they did not draft a quarterback in this draft because I didn't think any of them would be good enough to start this year. Seattle needed to have this draft be a foundation. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, Jalen, is that everything you were saying about the Patriots is exactly the same way that I normally <laughs> feel about Seattle over the last decade in the way that they draft. 
Like Carol and Belichick are definitely the two oldest coaches in the NFL, and they act like it. Like right. they're still acting like it's 2010. Yep. Okay. Um, but what Seattle did do, okay, uh, they drafted the number one rated tackle uh, from PFF, Cross. Okay, he's your starting left tackle right away. So bam, you already got one starter. Um, boy, Hafe or Hefe, uh, linebacker in Minnesota. Um, he's probably going to start because Seattle switched into a three-four. Probably going to be a day one starter for for Seattle. I'm really excited about the Walker pick in the second round, the running back out of Michigan State. Yeah, um, sixteen hundred yards. Um, great runner. He was highly regarded as a number one rated running back in the draft, and a lot of the national pundits are saying that. It you know Seattle messed up by drafting a running back in the second round. They should have drafted a quarterback or somebody else. Well, obviously don't understand that you know yes Penny had a great six games. There's a reason why he's a first round bust from 2018 is because he can't stay healthy. So there's no guarantee he's going to be healthy next year. Uh, Chris Carson had neck surgery. There's no guarantee that he's actually ever going to play again um, right. on a field. So Seattle needs a running back. Um, and then they drafted uh, Abraham Lucas, who was an offensive tackle out of Washington State University that a lot of people think could slide in and be our starting right tackle. Um, so, And then, you know, we drafted a couple quarterbacks. Uh, Kobe Bryant, I think it's funny. Uh, everyone's <laughs> going to be comparing him to Kobe Bryant his entire life. Um, and then Tariq Wooden. And then, you know, they they did get a linebacker, Smith, out of Ohio State see what he does um but what i really think seattle did is they set themselves up to solidify positions of need and they're gonna roll with you know drew lock and geno smith and i really hope that drew lock gets playing time this year because just like mitchell trubisky with the steelers right i want to see what he has and he be better under a better coaching staff or is he really is what he always was um, in, in Denver? And if he's not, then Seattle's going to have a great draft pick next year. They're going to have two first-round picks, and they'll be able to pick a quarterback next year, but they did a really good job <coughs> solidifying needs on the offensive line, linebacker, defensive end, running back, which is a great need. Um, and so I thought they did really well. I was really happy with a lot of their picks because they went outside the norm. They didn't trade a lot of their picks. They only made one trade, um, and that was going back, I think, like 10 picks or something like that. But they stuck to their guns with the picks they had, and they picked the best available players at each pick. They weren't reaching for people, um, which is what they normally do. That's normally how draft people like Rashad Penny in the first round or Malik McDowell that gets in an ATV accident and never actually plays a down for you or LJ Collar, who's dead. <laughs> <clears throat> terrible or you probably don't know the name Bruce Irvin there's a reason for that nobody does but he was actually drafted number one in the first round um, in, in 2012 the year that Russell Wilson was, was drafted and Bobby Wagner was drafted so interesting um, so I'm, 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 I'm happy with what they did nice <laughs> seems like both of you guys are relatively happy with your Teams drafts. Uh, Are they or not? Yep. Sure. Not. <laughs> yep. 
Now, moving on into the NBA, we are going to give our thoughts on the second round of the playoffs. So far, uh, it, it seems like a lot has happened because last we did the draft, so week prior we were still talking about pretty early round one stuff. But now here we are in the second round of the playoffs. Mainly game three is coming up here. However, before we get into our general thoughts on the conference semifinals, um, I do want us to give our predictions for the game that's about to start. This is kind of like a little ride or die in 25 early in the show, but uh, the Mavs and the Suns are about to square off in game two in a few minutes here. So um, I figured we just give our prediction now before that actually starts. Um, so I'll go first here. I think the Mavs will come out strong here. Luka will get some goddamn help, and the Mavs will end up winning this one by between 5 to 10 points-ish um, and, and tie the series up to go back to Dallas. And only because I think this will be a sort of a compelling series, like a five- or six-game series, and I don't see, like, in order to do that, it'd be really hard to accomplish that if you go down 0-2. So, um, yeah, I think the Mavs will, will steal one game on the road, which may be their one and only win. But, yeah, only the Mavs in this one. Uh, Shaq. I still choose the Suns to come out and win this game. They're really trying to keep ahead of the series. They don't want to drop a game this early in the series and still leave it competitive and compelling. I'd say they win this game, maybe drop game three or four, game three probably at home, some odd thing. But for right now, I say they win this game. It's all about winning those away games sometimes already. Proves a point. That's, that's how it goes. Malin. I'm going Phoenix on on this one. Uh, for one big reason. You look at the stat sheet, and they lost 121 to 114 Dallas, right? Luka had 45 points. Yep. Next person closest to him was Cleaver. 19 points. In fact, Aiton was Phoenix's best player on the floor that night, scoring 25. Then you had Booker coming back with 23 and Paul at 19. So your best player didn't even lead your team in points scored. Um, in that game. I think he's going to be even better than what he was in the first game. Booker, I mean. Um, I still think that Luka can go off and get like 35, 40 points, but I'm not 100% sure that he's going to get the help that he needs uh, to be able to pull off a road win. Now, I will say that this game has the potential to go five or six games, but Dallas is going to have to put in some work to kind of, you know, hold serve at home because they're probably going to drop this one. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I don't I don't want to see Luka get swept. Like, that would be really unfortunate. But anyway, into the uh, rest of the series that are going on right now. So uh, primarily, like, after this game is done, we'll be into all game threes at this point. Miami just took care of uh, Philly for the second game in a row. Um, Big shocker. <laughs> right. uh, Golden State and uh, Memphis are tied. Boston and Milwaukee are tied. Uh, so with all the series in their current state, um, which team or player do you guys think looks the best right now? Shaq, I'll start with you. 
Who are you uh, just very impressed with right now? It's a very interesting scene, Tatum, right now. Uh, really? Yeah. I think for that meantime, he was really doing well. Plenty very entertaining. I'm very interested on the whole Celtics and Celtics series on a whole. I fear uh-huh. that will be the most entertaining series to go on out of these current game, the second round right here. Because I feel like, do you guys dethrone these guys and knock them out? Especially since you guys won round two here, game two right now. Mm-hmm. Tie it up. I'm hoping that you guys do keep the momentum and make it so much interesting. Because right now, my series at this, this current stage keeps it up. I say we drop one game in this series right now, by the way, that this momentum isn't going. Mm-hmm. Like, if Embiid comes back, we drop like one of those games because, of course, he comes back, changes things up. We get adjusted and then we claim it 4 1 and then move on from there. But y'all and Tatum, interesting. Okay. I like Shaq's answer. Malin? Um, <clears throat> As far as. The best team in the playoffs right now. Um, it's definitely a homer pick, but I gotta go with Boston. How far? When when you talk about round one in the beginning of round two right now, talking about a team that swept the preseason number one, actually win the finals. Okay. Not only that, how many national pundits going on air? No one wants to play Brooklyn in the playoffs. Oh, they <laughs> right. can still make it happen. Duran and Irving can play at home now. And even at the end of the year, they were like, oh, you know, they could still, they're, they're, they're still probably the favorites out of the East. It was the number seven seed, which idiotic to think. They swept them. Um, and they just they played better ball every single game. Like they didn't blow them out any game, but they mm-hmm. just they did what they needed to do. And all four wins, you always kind of had the feeling in the third and the fourth quarter that even though Brooklyn would get close, they were never really in it to win any of those games. Like you just never really, just never felt like Boston was going to lose one of those. And then you go to the defending chance in Milwaukee. They didn't play a good game in the first game. Um and, and then they come out in the second game, and without Smart, uh, they dominated and whooped them. Uh, Brown was fantastic in, in in game two, and you know, like Shaq, you know, Tatum uh, scoring twenty eight points uh, last night. I I think that he's coming into his own, and this is an opportunity in the playoffs to really kind of make himself superstar in the league. If he can kind of keep this play up, um, because against <clears throat> against Brooklyn, when everyone regarded as Durant and Irving being the best two players on the floor, and Tatum number three, Tatum was the best player on the floor mm-hmm. in all four games, um, and he's been the best player on the floor, or, or five out of six games in the playoffs, um, and they are doing. They have the toughest road, to make it to the finals. Um, unlike Miami, who I think, what do they play? New York Liberty from the WNBA in the first round. Um, and now they're playing Philly that doesn't even have Embiid. Um, and they have something. There's somebody named James Harden playing for Philly, but it's not MVP Harden. It's more like Pillsbury Harden. I don't know what's going on okay, with Harden. Okay, the disrespect. Um, what do you say if we come so, next round, we play y'all, we beat y'all? What, do you, what, what does that come into play? First of all, Shaq is not going to happen. He ain't played nobody. He ain't played nobody tough. He ain't faced his defense. <laughs> Shaq <laughs> ain't played this defense. It's not going to happen. 
<laughs> I, Book that's it, man. level of disrespect that my team um, gets for let, no reason. Let's, let's pay some respect. The Heat did not play the New York Liberty the first round. They played the Atlanta Dream in the first round. <laughs> let's oh, let's okay, get the it. Atlanta Dream. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and like, what? Like, did did Trey Young play like his worst five games ever? That's as the a, first as an NBA that player. <laughs> That was the worst five-game stretch of Trey Young's career. He played against Miami. Can we you not say that y'all beat the Brooklyn Nets that y'all roasted the whole entire season for being the most disorganized behind the Lakers as a team? Oh, hey, listen, listen, I'll, listen, I <laughs> yes. roast them all day long. Exactly, but, hey, but yet y'all hey. give them credit for beating them. But hey. yet, Durant, Durant and Irving, right? Brant and Irving. The man thinks the world is flat. the best players in the NBA. KD doesn't know what a brush <laughs> hey, looks like. I mean, <laughs> hey, listen. You guys the man that him. thinks the earth is flat. Hey, the, the man might believe that the earth is flat, but you know what he can do? He can take a round basketball and put it through the hoop. Okay? So that can't happen with Irving. So, but yes. Um, <laughs> did I think that Brooklyn was going to the finals? No. Did most everybody else that studies the NBA <clears throat> think they were going to the NBA finals? Yes, Stupid. and did and did Boston smash them? Yes. Who do you think is more difficult to play, Shaq? Atlanta or Brooklyn? Brooklyn. But, it's, team. but it doesn't matter. Exactly. At the end of the day, you exactly win is a win. We still the same round of playoffs. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. give you guys your props. I mean, you don't choose who you play. It is what it is. <laughs> it just, is how it goes. Just hooping. Whoever they put foot against, you're just hooping. Don't hate us for that. I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, hating you for it. I'm, I'm just saying they're not going to be falling in line with the rest of you guys. I am very impressed with our Celtics right now. Um, as far as complete teams, I don't see any other teams that are as complete as we are. Uh, just one through five, everybody guards so, so well. Like We just lock up every single position. Um, I want a huge shout out to Grant Williams. He's this entire series. He's just played super, super well, especially on the defensive side of the ball and usually hitting his open shots. Um, Al Horford has turned back the clock. Apparently Um, JB did his thing last game and he just could not miss in that first half. And that was just so, so good to see. Um, And then obviously, you know, Tatum doing his whole thing throughout the sweep throughout, uh, game two and i gotta say i'm I'm tired of fs1 and espn always calling tatum the soon-to-be superstar or the you know on the verge of a superstar the next it's like can we just say the dude's a superstar now like i feel like he's earned it at this point in his career like let's not forget the babyface tatum that took lebron james and the Cavs to a game seven in the eastern conference finals Yep. Four years ago at this point. Uh like this is not exactly completely new territory to him and a lot of the rest of his team. Like the like Tatum I feel like has been doing this. Obviously, like he, he's keep keeps refining his game, he keeps getting better and better, but I do feel like it's kinda disrespectful to say he's still on the outside looking in. I mean the the dude just swept Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Come on now. Like, what else do you want him to do? If 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 they can take down the reigning champs with the best player on the planet, at that point, there should be no other argument on if he's a superstar or not. But 
Now, I will say this. Don't just want this segment to be like a love affair of Boston, even though I love Boston. I do feel like we do got to give a little bit of kudos to the West right now. And if you're asking me who the number two, like, most complete, like, best team is, probably going to go Golden State right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, coming back after missing the playoffs for the last two years, people are healthy. Uh, Curry, you know, Thompson, Poole playing great. I know we'll talk about uh, you know Peyton the second a little bit in the show that that's kind of sad. Um, you know Draymond Green doing Draymond Green things. <laughs> uh, I know that's not in the notes, but we gotta talk about that about that for a second. Like, do you guys think he should have been ejected in that game? Do you think that warranted a flagrant two? Because I I really don't. Um, I think that if he was really trying to maliciously hurt somebody, wouldn't have continued to try to hold him up. He just would have let go and let the man just like slam on the floor. Um, but I love his Antonio Brown impersonation. Uh, <laughs> the way he ran off the court. I thought that was fantastic. Um, but I think that, you know, listen, man, Green is the heart and soul of that team. He's the one that makes them tick. Um, and I know that Memphis is going to give them a run for their money uh, in, in this series. Hey, Shaq. I was thinking he got the flagrant because of who he is, yep. and he has a bad track record already. So it's kind of like, all right, it's like you being like a badass kid in class, always get in trouble. <laughs> the littlest things get you thrown out, regardless. Yeah. So yeah, bad track record. Unfortunately, the refs are looking at you heavy, just waiting for you to act out. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. I don't like if it was just a random person who would doesn't have a history of that type of behavior probably not a flagrant two probably flagrant one because you like you could see like he did it and then immediately was like oh shit like i didn't really mean to do that um but because it's draymond they were like get up out of here like (laughs) you have to go but but as soon as he started waving like to the crowd and, and you know skipping through the court Immediately watching that live, I was like Antonio Brown. I'm, I'm just waiting for the memes to start. That that is a direct clone of AB. The thing with that being a flagrant too is that the officials, when they looked at the replay, they saw that he barely grazed Ted. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like full on clock him in the head. And so, to me though, like the definition of a rule for a flagrant two is the word excessive. Right. The the jersey pull is going to give him a flagrant one. They called a flagrant two because his arm or his hand grazed his head. To me, that's not excessive. So I thought that it was just, oh, well, this is Draymond Green, and so we're going to go ahead and tee him up. Um, and now all he needs is two more flagrants, whether, you know, two more flagrant ones. He's suspended for a game. Hell, this might be... 2016 all over again. Um, the uh, but but yeah, I do think that Golden State though is playing some really good ball. On a um, side note, the third most complete team. Jesus. <laughs> third. <laughs> yeah. We we gonna say Memphis or Phoenix? All right. Is that the third? <laughs> That's the third. The Ad- Atlanta Dream, baby. <laughs> y'all mad I came out here, I gave y'all the Celtics the biggest boost ever. Y'all can't give me 
<laughs> acknowledge. Well, listen, man, we, we got it in the notes during during the news. We're about to give you some love, man. Okay, we will <laughs> give them some love. All right, but just be patient. Um, last but not least, who is going to the conference finals? Who will win this round and advance to that uh, sweet, sweet conference championship? Um, I'll go first, real quick here. I do think that by hook or by crook, Boston Celtics come out. And the Miami Heat will also come out. Over in the West, give me Golden State and give me Phoenix. If, if, if I could pick one lock, I'd say Phoenix right now. Uh, I don't know. They just seem to completely outclass the Mavs. But, uh, yeah, those are my four picks. Shaq. Um, it's hard to argue against that because I feel like pick for pick, it's the same exact right now. Yeah. I feel like just there's always – the only questionable one would be, of course, Milwaukee-Boston game. Yeah. But that's going to be the most competitive one that's going to probably go to, like, game seven if there is one that's going to go there. Everyone else seems to be a clear, definitive, like, better team. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard to argue that. But y'all would be the only questioning factor of Milwaukee or Boston. But for the most part, I completely agree with you. I will say Golden State and Memphis, I, I feel like that has the potential to go six or seven. Depends what Draymond – Really does with himself during oh. that series. If he, could I think act, that one's going seven games. Yeah, I think that was yeah. going seven. If yeah. Draymond can act right, if Golden State, I'm gonna pick them. But if that man gets himself suspended or even out for a game, he better not. Then oh, that becomes because, a question. Listen, Draymond was playing last game and they got beat in game two. Mm. I think Memphis has some dogs on there. They do. Ryan Morant, it can definitely. Give Golden State a run for their money, even though I think Golden State's a better team. Uh, when when you're in a seven game series, and you know things can switch, momentum is real in in the NBA playoffs. Um, and so I do think coming out of the West, I do think it's going to be Golden State and Phoenix. Um, I think that uh, the East, I think it's going to be Miami and Boston. I think the two teams with the easiest. Uh, ride to get to those finals is Miami and Phoenix. Yep. Um, I think that Miami's probably going to sweep um, Philly. I think Phoenix will probably close theirs out in five games. Um, and so I think th- those would be the easiest. But, you know, I do think that Boston is going to win this series. I think it's probably going to take six games, but I think Boston's going to win it. Um, and then Miami's going to be rested and they're going to play like crap going to bulldoze them and uh boston's going to go to the finals i know you didn't ask for that <laughs> i'm overzealous it's going to happen um overachieving yeah, it's my pick <laughs> it's what i do i overachieve so we all have the same conference finals panning out correct yeah now we just need the nba to make us look smart you know, so, NBA, like just do it for one see bastards all right, we are going to go to a break, and when we come back, we've got a little bit of uh, interesting news this week. I really like our news this week. We've, we've got some stuff, but uh, anyway, we will see you guys in seven and a half minutes. We'll be back. Peace. Remember to follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at AFR Sports. That's it, AFR Sports. Now back to the show with your hosts, Jalen, Shaquille, and Malin. 
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet, your favorite auto part show, your favorite uh, Star Wars show, your favorite music show, your favorite Look, sports show. We can give advice about anything life, cars, death, apparently. Yep. And uh, weight loss. Last thing I should just be on. <laughs> I'll look up who you are. I would just like to say that right now, outside near my fire pit, it is hotter than a wiener dog dragging his balls on the asphalt right now. It is hot <laughs> as hell outside. This is ridiculous. And it is so, 10.30 p.m. I know. <laughs> That's 10.30 in Florida for you folks. Oh, it's still be yeah. like 85 degrees outside, chilling on the Florida bear. <laughs> it's different. The beginning of May. Ridiculous. Yeah, we don't we don't know where you're located, but here it it's different for sure. Uh, so we're gonna get into the news for the week. Hold on, we got another shot. Today's top Here's stories shot. and breaking news. Shot. We'll take a shot. shot. <laughs> Toast of this god awful day. Cheers. You know, last week when we took seven, <clears throat> and they do start to go down <clears throat> different when you hit. After like number three, four. yeah, I was like three, four. At that point, you just got like, yeah, yeah. It's called alcoholism. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> the show tends to do that to you. Yeah, that's like, what happens. If you keep it up at Jalen's, Jalen's like, the more I drink, the easier it is to drink <laughs> more. If you, keep is... it, if you keep it up, we'd be on stage next draft. Um, <laughs> we're going to be like that guy that talked for two and a half minutes picking for the Minnesota Vikings and the person had to go on stage and tell him, hey, just make the damn pick. Not, not the person Think I was referring to. Hour. <laughs> uh, well. referring to a younger, more vulnerable human being that was out there clapping. Oh, the Make-A-Wish kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, want to check on him? He's still alive? I've been... Six days. I don't know. <coughs> Let's go. If I had one, wish. concerned. All right. Anyway, the news for the week. Back to the news. <laughs> this is so fast. We took one shot immediately. <laughs> so, speaking of people who should be suspended from life, uh. DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games, six whole games for violating the NFL's PED policy. Um, in short, the man took something that he probably shouldn't, most definitely shouldn't have. Uh, and the NFL said you couldn't take that. He said, oh, what? I didn't even know. That's wild. Uh, and here we go. So now he's suspended for six games. So one, are you guys buying that he didn't know? And then two, do you think the six, well, it is what it is. I guess it's not. Really, it's, do you think he didn't know that he he shouldn't have taken that? Uh, yes, I think he knew he shouldn't be taking that. It was gonna be like, man, yeah, God caught me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that. No, this man definitely knew, and he's just trying to play the innocent card, hoping he pulls out some of these heartstrings. They're like, yeah, let this man play. It was like, no, 
This man knew what's going on. How long has this man been in the league? A minute. Exactly. He's been in the league for a minute. Exactly. Like, like he doesn't know the rules by now. If you're getting paid millions of dollars a year, the least thing you can do is try and memorize your rules on uh, what you can and can't do, especially the rules that you can't do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you, th- you don't think I know all the rules of not to get me fired at my own job and they ain't paying me millions <laughs> of dollars a year? Yes. <laughs> Mainland. Um, you know, Chap makes a good point. My job first line of defense is self-preservation. <laughs> right. Number one, two, three, four, and five things on my list are things that I'm not going to do or I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen because I want to keep my job. Now, if this was somebody that wasn't an all-pro, had been in the league for a while and one of the NFL's best and wasn't making millions upon millions of dollars, let, let's say they were you know, a third string or something like that, you can kind of see it and I might buy it a little bit. Yeah. When you're someone like DeAndre Hopkins, how do you not have people that you pay exactly. to monitor everything you put in your body? And I don't know about you guys. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing the, I have no idea how this happened defense. Like, I understand that a lot of these people didn't graduate college. They're still <laughs> smart people. Still smart. Intelligent people. Like, to this day, at 40 years old, I know what I'm putting in my body. Anything I put in my body, anything I put in from a pre-workout so that I can work out, try not to be fat when I'm 40, I'm still reading the ingredients to see what I'm putting in my body. Right. Like I honestly think, and this is just me, you guys agree or disagree, the NFL suspends somebody for performance-enhancing drugs, and that person comes out and does the whole, oh, gee, shucks, golly, wonkers, like, I had no idea, I don't know how this happened. I think that should be an automatic four-game suspension on top of what they already spent. <laughs> like, no. like, Goodell's sitting in his office, and he's looking at a TV, and he sees what DeAndre Hawkins puts out on Twitter. I'll be like, damn, another four-game ban. You want to play this game some more? Do we want to keep, <laughs> keep doing this? You want another two-game ban after that? Like, no, just you had it in your system. Apologize and move on. Like, I just think it's asinine. Like... Which I can stupid. Agree, which I can agree is like treating them like children. Like you call your child out in a lie, like, man, I didn't really do it. I didn't even know I can't even do that. I'm grounding you for another two weeks. <laughs> Don't give a damn. <laughs> now you're just trying to hustle me out of making me feel bad. So I'm going to go ahead and keep <laughs> Because at that point, you're disrespecting the NFL and the Shield by saying, I, I shouldn't have been know. suspended. Yeah. Shouldn't have been having. I've been like, no, another four games. Want to keep trying me? Let's do it. Let's put you on the non exempt list. Want the right. Josh Gordon treatment? Yeah. Shut up. Put you in limbo. <laughs> now that your team is already I mean, struggling enough. I I agree. It's uh it is like the his response was definitely like the common what NFL players say now. Like I can think back to a few years ago. Julian Edelman said the same thing. Like, oh, what? That's crazy. I didn't even know that that was the thing. I, could, I didn't uh, know I could beat my wife in the elevator. <laughs> you know what I would do? You know what I would do? Like, if I had someone like DeAndre Hopkins and they played the oh, the whole, I had no idea or I didn't know this. Let's go ahead and talk about contract negotiations next time. Like, no, we're not paying you $28 million a year because you're fucking stupid because you don't even keep track of what goes in your body. Okay. <laughs> God damn. Um, I, 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 you put illegal substances in your body last year and you still couldn't stay healthy? <laughs> like, what? Can we reflect on G Money's comment? I feel like that relates to my job on a whole. 
Come from G Money. He's saying, I have no idea how that cucumber got there. I really, I'm really careful of what I put in my body. <laughs> what everyone says in EMS. Yes. Every person that comes with something stuck in their body always acts like a surprise or they accidentally fell on it. Uh, you know what? I just fell on a toothbrush. I was like, stop it. <laughs> you could somebody come in with an empty Coke bottle. Be like, shut up. That's not the first. That wouldn't be the first time that the Coke bottle has gotten somebody to be pulled out. Don't. Like, first what? of all, learn science. Yes. There's a suction that happens there. <laughs> Thank there. you. You as a it common was, yeah, person. No, I, totally, that, I totally agree. Yes. It's totally like, agree. Put hustle in me. Ridiculous. You put it there. It's whatever. Like, t- yeah. We please stop that. I I I've heard the arguments of. Oh, that that supplement can be found at any GNC. Yeah, but so can it, anything. Gasoline can be found anywhere. Should you be bringing it to work? Probably hey, well, not. Okay. Okay, but but here's the thing. If it's found in GNC again, someone like me should be taking products from GNC. Yeah. I'm not trying to play yeah, professional yeah. football. Like you should have supplements that you have available to you that do not break mm-hmm. rules in the NFL, and you should know what they are. And if you're not smart enough to know that, then pay somebody that's smart enough to you know that so that you don't get suspended. Right. You shouldn't honestly have enough money that you shouldn't even have to think about it. Exactly. You I, should be able to just go to the facility. Somebody's like, here, here's this meal prep that will be tr- ready for you. Drink it and eat it. Yeah. Good. I, I guarantee you he has some sort of nutrition team that keeps up with the stuff that he probably bypassed and just did this on his own. And on another note, <clears throat> like you guys were mentioning earlier, we all work jobs. And we, I guarantee you, the three of us would never do something that we... I can't see the three of us getting fired for some stupid shit. Like, I just I just can't see it because we're working class people. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, as far as violating something like bringing something to work that you shouldn't yeah. have there, uh, I th- to me this is like a, a perfect example of you just make too much money to the point yes. where if you get suspended for six weeks, what does it matter? If we get suspended for six weeks, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yes, but so, for well, him, we don't it's get like, suspended for six weeks. We get fired. Right. You, like, you that's just, yeah. that's like right. me going to it's work. Real. We, we, we don't get a. That's snorting. I was like, yeah, that's like, all. I don't show up to work and I don't snort a line of coke off my desk and be like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I get all surprised when they fire if me. Shaq, <laughs> if Shaq is at work snorting something off a desk, people need oxygen masks because that is going to suck all the fucking air off of whatever wing he's on. So, <laughs> just first and foremost, that'd be a, ref- a red flag. They'd be like, uh, why did Austin Bags drop out of the scene like an airplane? Jack, what the fuck are you doing? Um, that'd be number one. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, you're, you're, you're right, though. Like, th- these people, they, they, they know better. <laughs> DeAndre Hawkins knows better. But the funny thing is that he's not going to be the last. Like, I don't like, why do these professional athletes think? Yeah. That we're so stupid and the NFL is so stupid that we buy it and that exactly. we believe it. Like, but yet on, they still man. do it all the time. A broken like, record. You thought you were pulling a fast one. You're one of the best receivers in the NFL. Do you really think we're going to believe you, you don't have the resources to know better? Come on. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Staying in the NFL. 
Honey Badger signs with New Orleans for three years, $33 million. The Saints picking up the star's uh, safety of the Chiefs. Um, he was shopping around trying to find what he could. Uh, and I thought that he was going to leave eventually, and he sure did. Ends up with the Saints. Uh, what do you guys think about Tyron Matthew ending up with New Orleans? Going back to his, his roots, LSU bound, so. What do you guys think about Honey Badger ending up with uh, the Saints? Um, I'm just gonna say that they need all the help they can in general. The Saints. I mean, I would say they probably needed more in offense, but like, sure, yeah. we'll take you the direction we can with the help. So, <laughs> congrats to the Saints for bringing on another key player. <laughs> Mainland. I do think that one, he was always rumored to go to the Saints. It's not a surprise that he was going to go to the Saints. I do think it's a little bit disrespectful that someone like Matthew had to wait till after the draft. Yeah, yeah. I I think he should have been on a team to begin with. Um, But I will say this. It is good to be in the NFL in 2022. Because I remember... Back in uh, the heyday with the Legion of Boom with the Seahawks, they were setting records by paying people like Earl Thomas $12 million a year. That was like the highest paid safety in the NFL. And here we are now, a man after the draft getting three years, $30 million, $10 million a year. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. That after the draft, people are still getting <clears throat> that type of contract. Now, is it deserved? Yes, because I still think... Um, if he can stay healthy, he's had some injury problems, but if he can stay healthy, he's still one of the better safeties in the league. Um, but beyond that, there is one other safety, Jalen, that is said, has come out and said that they're ready to return to the NFL. Do you know who that is? No. Earl Thomas. Oh, shit. Come out and said he is ready to come back to the NFL and wants another crack at it. He's, uh, okay. Apparently, he's done fighting with his teammates and cussing them out, calling them stupid, and being caught in bed with a hooker and his brother in the same bed in Dallas. Uh, so he's ready to come back to the NFL. So, ah. <laughs> you guys think of Earl Thomas coming back to the NFL? He's going to find a team? <laughs> hey, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So, uh, Like most of these guys' careers. Oh. <laughs> 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 I did not know that Earl Thomas was back on the market. That's interesting. Uh, as far as Honey Badger goes, G Money says the Saints needed to help on defense and picking him up, picking up one of the best uh, safeties definitely helps them. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I do feel like this was a bit of a loss. I feel like he was a, a cornerstone of this the Chiefs' defense. So when he was on the market, that was like wow. Um, it's just like you said, surprising that it took him to this point to, p- to get picked up. I thought he was going to get scooped up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, but we have to wait till after the draft to the Saints to sign him and still get him for really good money is like, damn, it's the most 2022 thing that you'd hear of in the NFL. Like, just super, super weird. But good fit. And good fit. The other thing you have to think about with, with the Chiefs, right? Is. And I've always felt that the Chiefs are following 
same type of timeline that my Seattle Seahawks did, where you have all this talent, you win a Super Bowl, you lose another one, and everyone thinks you're going to have an opportunity to get back. Okay, yeah. just like the Aaron Rodgers, right? Like everyone always thought Aaron Rodgers was going to get back. You start losing people like a Matthew on your defense, which was one of the leaders, like the heart and the souls, the vocal leaders yep. on the team. Who fills that void? You start losing players like that, um, you better be able to replace them. Otherwise, in five years, you're going to have Mahomes still going to the playoffs, <clears throat> not making, to, making it to a Super Bowl. Uh, so the Chiefs better start drafting better than my Seahawks did because once you start losing these great players, um, you, you you can't just rely on one quarterback to to get you back to the Super Bowl. Like he needs the the mm. the same type of talent that ha- helped them win a Super Bowl. They need that type of talent all around the roster. Now they've lost people like Hill. They they've lost people like Matthew. Everyone else is getting older. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do, especially in the loaded division. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> next on the NFL news here, we have an international piece of news here, folks. So, hey. usually the NFL will have a few games in London throughout the course of a season, but now they're expanding to Germany. Deutschland's getting the Bucks and the Seahawks <laughs> on November third at 9 30 a.m eastern time they'll be playing at the same stadium that uh Bayern munich plays at uh this is part of the nfl's kind of initiative to get more games in germany they're gonna have games in munich and frankfurt throughout the next few years here so they're starting off with the stadium that Bayern plays in uh but bucks and seahawks malin you admit uh amy plan on going out to munich for this game in november <laughs> <laughs> I like how your voice got a little bit higher as you kept talking to him. <laughs> Cute. Um, so the NFL offices are in New York, right? NFL right. offices in New York. Yeah. How many people do you think work in the NFL offices? Thousand people? Fifteen hundred people? Probably a lot. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'm forty years old. I got a big enough ass. All of them can collectively kiss my ass. <laughs> the same time um what's wrong with frankfurt that's only fifteen thousand miles away yeah and you know what raymond james stadium is 20 miles away from where i live now (laughs) so i only get the seahawks down here like once every six years for those of you season pass holders who are Um, why did they pick this game of all games i have no idea i could understand if russell wilson was still on the roster why you choose seattle and tampa with tom brady and all that stuff but seattle Uh is going to be somewhat of a hot mess you have no idea yeah what the seattle team is going to be they could be two and 15 they could be 500 they gotta have a winning i mean i have no idea what they're going to do they're an enigma so while you're picking this team, uh, and you're going to make me watch this game at 9.30 in the morning <laughs> with my wife, <laughs> there's day drinking and then there's morning drinking, and you're forcing me to become an alcoholic with the morning drinking at 9.30 in the morning. Um, forcing you or just so... having you pick up the habit again? Uh, No, it's kind of a forcing because I can't sit on the couch with my wife who's a Buck fan. Because I can't be the same exuberant self I am when I'm watching my own team. 
uh, play against another team because happy wife, happy life. I'm going to have to reserve myself. So the only way I'm going to be able to reserve myself is instead of talking shit, I'm going to have to have a bottle to my mouth (laughs) for probably the duration of the game. But it just kind of makes me mad because I've known for months that Seattle was supposed to come down here. Uh Uh-huh. I was booking it like we were going to go to this game and my brother was going to go to this game and he was going to bring his kids like today his his nine-year-old daughter was like crying in the back seat because she can't go to a Seahawks game again because the last time she went was 2016 I'm like so everybody pucker up at the you know whatever the NFL office is in New York and kiss my ass um suck I wanted to go see that game I think that the Bucks are a bunch of pussies because they don't want my Seahawks to beat them in front of a home crowd, so they want to get beat in front of a bunch of people that don't even know who the fuck the Bucks are. So <laughs> there you go. G Money, you saying the game is November thirteenth? I may have just gotten the, the date wrong. Um, at this point, I'm not. I'm not sure how much. I mean, it's at nine thirty in the morning, um, and it is. It's in Munich, so I mean, I'm sure the people. Uh, you know the people of Munich are used to watching Bayern blow teams out anyway. So, uh... okay. Hey, but but here's another thing. How unfair is this for the Seahawks? I have to say this. It's nine thirty in the morning Eastern time. <laughs> yeah. The people Jesus for Christ. Seattle, they're playing a game six thirty in the morning Seattle time. Right. And then you advance that what by six hours. I can barely make coffee at Starbucks at 6.30 in the morning. You want these people to get up there and put pads on and play an NFL game at 6.30 in the morning their time? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely crazy. But unfortunate that out of out of all games, this is the one the NFL was like, hmm, we have a big Seahawk and a big Buccaneer fan base in Munich, Germany. Yeah. They, they, they couldn't pick like... Tampa and Carolina, they couldn't make it the divisional game or whatever. Right. Where the, where they're doing that, that with the Cardinals. Yeah. They're doing that with the Cardinals and, uh, and the 49ers. They're playing a divisional game overseas. Yep. Um, in, in London. So I don't know. The, the whole overseas thing, I don't really get the sense that you're someone's the home team, right? Right. And season ticket holders for the Bucks, their season tickets don't go down. They don't pay less money, but they get one less home game. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's fair to the fans of the home teams to have to play a game over there. But Glazers, uh, the Jaguars, those are two yep. teams that are always going to be going over there because their owners also own football squads or soccer teams. Yeah. Um. In in Europe, um. And but, so they have that tie. The ownership has that tie. But I think it's unfair. But that's the thing. I just think it's like, unfair to the home team. To me, it really didn't make sense because, like you said, the Glazers, they own. I think it's either Man City or Man U. But that would be in London. Why the fuck are you going to the Bundesliga in Germany? Like, wouldn't they come to the stadium where Man U or Man City? Yeah. Play? I I see that, but. Going into Europe and Germany for the first time, um, the Bucks and the Jaguars were always going to be going over there. It right, is going to be right. making history, and I don't know. Maybe the Glazers like beer, and they want to spend a week in Munich. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, maybe they're trying um, to get some some ownership in. Uh... 
I, I don't know. I, I just think it's. I just think every year that you have these teams overseas, um, the away team, it is what it is because it's an away game. You're going to be there for a week. It's it's interesting, whatever. But I always feel bad for the home fans, and this is the only time that you will ever hear me say that I feel bad for Buccaneers fans <laughs> uh, because you normally can count on getting you know, eight, eight games at home, and, yeah. and now they're going to get seven. <clears throat> And I just I I don't think that's fair for them. I don't think it's fair for any team that that has to do that. So I think they need to kind of stop that nonsense. We're 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 not a world league. Three teams <laughs> in America. Yeah. Right. It it they is still have they they still have TV in Europe, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, my You can still watch the game. I hate to be that guy, but it is different. In in soccer, like it's more of an international game, so it's it's a bit more normal when a German team goes to play a UK team or a Brazilian team or you know Portuguese team, whatever that may be. But here, it's like no offense, but if you want to see the Bucks and Seahawks play, you gotta come here. And to watch and I know that there are a lot of NFL fans in yeah, Europe. But yeah, you know absolutely. what? Buy a ticket. The borders are open. Come on down. Right. Believe, right. believe me, if anybody's happy to have you in Florida, we'll gladly have you here. Uh, G Money says 6.30 my time, so start the day with Irish coffee and continue with Jameson, Jameson cold brew. <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a start at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> no. no. It's a morning. That is a morning. Your whole day is messed up after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I no, no, because uh first of all, G Money is a Marine. So G Money can do whatever he wants to do at six thirty in the morning. It's like drinking some fucking Gatorade so, at six thirty. But uh, you know, I will say this though, guys. That not all is lost. I will see my Seahawks play this year because I have planned a trip back home. Uh, in right. September, to where uh, I'm going to stay for four days, and G Money and myself are trying to work it out schedule wise between the Mariners, the Washington Huskies, and the Seattle Seahawks. Oh shit! Trying, we're trying to pick a weekend to where we're going to hit all three of those games at the same time. So I'm still going to see the Seahawks play at home uh, th- th- this next year, but I was hoping to get the two games. So, I love that. But you're, you're just making the stars the line. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess I have to at this point because, you know, the NFL office is like, fuck you, Malin. So that's cool. Whatever. It's all right. You can overcome the NFL. I believe in you. I'm right. I can. Goodell can't even know it. He doesn't even know how to tie a tie anymore. Does he even walking out there at the draft with that fucking tie on? Got Alzheimer's or something. I don't know. <laughs> and on that note, we'll move right up out of the NFL into the NBA. So we kind of went over this earlier but as far as the Warriors and the Grizzlies go uh Gary Payton Jr. actually broke his elbow after falling from the flagrant foul that he suffered from Dylan Brooks uh so first off question to you guys do you think this was dirty play or not like he was in in, I think it was dirty play or not I would like to say no, not dirty play at all. It's hard to say, you know. I I just like to say shit happens. It is professional sports. Injuries do happen. Things do happen, and 
I would like to give the benefit of the doubt that shit happens and injuries happen. So I would like to believe better of people. Um, I, I think it's just playoff basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, e- even Draymond Green said that in the playoffs, you're supposed to be able to play a little bit tougher, right? When you look at the play, and who, what, what's the name of the guy that hurt him? Because all I do is fuck up people's names on this show. <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Okay, so when you watch the play, I don't think you can see any intent on Brooks's body language or anything to make him like fall in such a way to where he breaks his elbow. I will say this. I do think that Brooks fucked up. And if he has bodyguards or not, if he doesn't, he probably should get some because Gary Payton his (laughs) father is probably (laughs) going to whoop your ass. He's probably going to put a glove on and beat the shit out of you. Um, because he ain't fucking around. Uh, if there's one dad that I would not want to cross in the NBA, it would be Gary Payton. Yeah. Uh, he does not give a shit about anything. Never has. Um, I'm pretty sure he called Michael Jordan a pussy in an interview during the 96 <laughs> NBA Finals. Like he, ha- he does not give a damn. So he's probably figuring out a way on how to take the kneecaps off of uh, Brooks right now. It's probably going to happen. Yeah, he did. That was like the worst possible player to, to knock out of a series uh, but I'm with you guys I don't think it was necessarily dirty like you said Maryland, I think it's just playoff basketball it wasn't like when Brooks like Brooks directly broke his elbow like it wasn't like took him yeah. grabbed him by the arm and threw him on the ground and he broke his elbow like he did just hit him in the head and was just trying to make sure he did not score a layup um, so and that's that. protecting the paint you're right. You're you're protecting the paint. You're making people think twice about feeling like and go into a layup. Exactly. And how many people do you see all like Peyton too did and not break an elbow? Like how many people have we seen fall flat on right. their back, right. feet in the air, and they're fine? It like just... to me, it was more of like a freak accident. Yeah, it was a free accident more than anything so... else. And like like playoff basketball, it's kind of retaliation. Like if we look back, like we were mentioned earlier, Draymond injuring or he didn't injure him but the flagrant fell on um i think it was clark in the paint like that's what happens like they're gonna say all right if you're gonna hit one of our guys we're gonna hit one of yours and i gotta say i almost made this my what's up with that steve kerr please stop him saying oh dylan brooks broke the code the rules Un- yeah. unwritten what is this baseball uh, like stop. what are we doing you coach draymond green like do we need to go back one game when your own player just had a, a an ejection as well. Like stop. Like this this is playoff basketball. It's as simple as that. I don't necessarily yeah. think it's dirty on either side. It's playoff basketball. I, I didn't think that basketball had unwritten rules like baseball to where <laughs> right. apparently right. a million things you're not supposed to do in baseball because you're gonna <laughs> offend somebody. Um, but I do agree with you a little bit. I do think it's a little bit with a correlation to baseball to where, you know, if one pitcher hits a batter from the other team, the next yeah. pitcher that goes up from the other team is probably going to be in your batter. Right. He's not aiming at the head. He's not trying to kill the guy. But he's going to enforce the middle a little bit, and he's going to make you know that, hey, yeah, you got Draymond Green, and you guys are tough. But guess what? We're, we're, we're tough too. There was not intent to break an elbow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And – 
and I will say this: I feel bad, Peyton too, um, because he was playing good ball in the playoffs. Um, and an elbow is not something. Now, I was never very good at basketball, but I would like to think that an elbow is an important part of the body with your shooting form, and that's not something you necessarily want to break. Um, if you're a basketball player, so he is going to have a little bit of a long recovery ahead of himself. Yeah, but I hope that yeah. he's able to come back to the type of form that he was because he was making a name for himself outside of being Gary Payton's kid. Right. And he like he hit some he hit some 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 tough shots um, in 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 the first series um, that, that that were pretty spectacular. So he was on his way to making a pretty good name for himself on this Golden State squad. Um, and I feel bad that he's going to have to miss the rest of the year. Yeah, that that seems like a hard one to rehab from, to like get your jump shot back when you're rehabbing that elbow. So <clears throat> nothing but the best to him. Just freak accident, him just trying to brace, break his fall, and that's what happens. But <clears throat> yeah. Or out there trying to act like he didn't play basketball in the nineties. Stupid. Like, Steve Kerr, save it. Please save it. Good God. Last but not least, Tyler Hero won six man of the year. That that was a pretty like I don't think anybody else was doubting that he was gonna win that award. Man has been absolutely on fire for the past few months. Uh Shaq, what do you think about your own winning six man of the year? I'm happy for him. I'm also happy to see y'all give some sort of acknowledgement to people on my team. So I think it's very well deserved. This man's been popping off. He did really well in the bubble. Took a uh, very questionable, but now he's kind of like back. I'm hoping he continue like. Well, if you look at who he was dating that next year, it would explain why he was. No I mean, sometimes that uh, <laughs> it comes to that the blinders get put on. It really just be. <laughs> hard to focus on ball when he really just thinking about ball so it's just, <laughs> yeah Malin what do you think about hero six man of the year um I think it's well deserved um I mean he was a clear choice to be a six man of the year the question I have for Shaq how is the best player on your team coming off the bench like you have a starting five but the best player is a six man like I don't understand that like what is we are well around the team. Everybody's good on our team. Thank you very much. Please but don't. the best player on your squad can't <laughs> even start. <laughs> but we are still winning games, still being productive, still getting things done. Okay, but you're not answering the question. I mean, the man led the team in points for the last three months. He's leading the team in points now in the playoffs. Why was the man not starting? Like, why is he still coming off the bench? Like, What's going on over there in Miami? There's a lot going on, man. But um, team wise, I just couldn't tell you on what the strategy about that is. I guess they found a way to make it work. There you go, Shaq. You are a in man all, of few words, Shaq. In all, in all reality, you can't tell me shit about basketball if that's my day to day life. I'm just saying that. Okay, okay. Hold on just a second. Jalen. All this man does is say that we never give him shine on this team, right? I just opened up a platform for him to talk about his own team. <laughs> he can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. He doesn't know why Hero is coming off the bench. <laughs> just 
Team is good. I'm coming off of something. Well rounded. <laughs> no one else is well rounded in my belly, but my, my oh, belly is not so coming off the bench for an NBA team. So I'm my belly's not winning sixth man of the year. But it's well rounded. So back in the old saying, gave you the opportunity to talk your team up during this part <laughs> of the show. And you said five words. I uh I just think that it's nice to have that seat. Like, if you want to have that burst off the bench, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to have anybody better than Tyler Hero. Um, also, relatively new dad. Uh, you know, obviously had a kid recently, which was no surprise. Just throw that out there. No. <laughs> so, so he's sleep-deprived. He doesn't have a lot of injury. That's why he's coming off the bench. He ain't got that injury. Sure, I always sleep-deprived, too, if I was coming home. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Can't get a Jesus Lord. <laughs> God. Man, it's twenty four years young, balling. Crazy. off the court. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Or anything else to say that shouldn't be so. What's up with that? Is our next segment of the show. This is where we air out what we currently have in our heart that is giving our heart complications for the next seven days or so. I got it. Shaq, go ahead. What's on your no, heart there, that? What is with Tampa Bay celebrating sports that aren't even natural for our environment and a basketball team that could oh, be eh. <laughs> we have they're, they're over there commemorating the lightning, which we're down in a series tonight. And the heat game was going on, and they could. I literally went to go eat real quick at this bar before I came here, and they had the lightning game on about 17 TVs, <laughs> and then the heat game on like one television in the corner. It'd be a shame. I was bro. like, y'all can't play anything else besides lightning game. Hockey's even natural here. When's the last time any of y'all saw ice outside the rink? And here we are, so very <laughs> celebrating watching lightning game. Can you please put the heat game on more than just one random TV in the corner of the bar that every single other person. Every other brown person is huddled around this one TV trying to watch this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it was like that game one of playoffs for the Lightning. It's like everywhere you go, legit, they have one TV playing basketball and every other game playing hockey. It's like, I expect better of you, Tampa Bay, to at least (laughs) celebrate other sports besides the one Lightning. Y'all, Lightning were good. Just started getting good these past couple of years, and all of a sudden, everybody and their mother watches hockey. I Stupid. did not see anybody else talk about hockey when Lightning were bad, and all of a sudden, they started getting good, and everybody and their mother become professional season tech ticket holders. Stop it. This was uh, the even the series for the first round of the playoffs, 1-1 against the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know what the fuck. You know, for a very long time, I didn't even know that Tampa had a hockey Exactly. Tampa is a city of bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't become Bucks fans all of a sudden. Tampa Bay. Like... I, knew, I knew the Rays were here. I knew the Bucks were here. I had no idea that they had a hockey team for a very long time. Exactly. The only reason I knew these goons had a freaking hockey team is because every single artist that comes down and performs in Tampa performs in a fucking arena. Right, the arena they're playing. Yep, that, that's how you you find so that. All the other reason I knew that yep. if you had a freaking hockey team, was like, the hell? What did they use this building for? <laughs> hockey? What? <laughs> hockey? 
<laughs> exactly. It's like, can you please <laughs> broaden our spectrum on Tampa or anything other than hockey that wasn't good in the, but the, like a couple years ago? Thank you. <laughs> Malin, what's your what's up with that? No. That, at least twice during the show, you say something that's like spot on. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, and, and, you know, my, my what's up with that has to do with Tampa fans, too. Um, because I went to a Mariners nope hey hold on I went to a Mariners Rays game both teams at the time were leading their division right for 4,000 people in the stands this baseball game now the Rays are a good team they've been a good team for damn near a decade in fact they went to a World Series they lost that's funny but Champa Bay (laughs) Even likes to clout that is winning a championship because they won the American League. So Stupid. that's part of their Tampa Bay stuff, which is dumb as shit. Um, so I kind of feel like I'm walking around a million retarded people um, every time I go out in public um, because they just don't understand sports. And like Shaq says, they are very well, they are very bandwagon people. Now I walk around the city and all I see is people wearing Tampa Bay stuff. Bay stuff. Go to a goddamn game. Support your team. Go over to Howard Franklin, the Gandy. I don't give a shit. Go support your team. Like, what the hell? Like, why are the Rays that are one of the top ten teams over the last decade Preach. always in the bottom five in attendance Preach. every single year? The only time that that stadium is filled during the regular season is when they're playing the Yankees and three-quarters of his Yankees fans. So it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's stupid. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't even deserve a baseball team at this point. The fans are stupid. Are much of a team um, and I don't want them. I do not want the Rays to leave because I like being able to go see my Mariners, you know, once a year, uh, be, being down here in Tampa, being from Seattle. Um, so I don't want them to go back to Montreal. I don't want that to happen. Uh, but if they don't get their act together, then it's going to happen. But at the same token, how can the city of Tampa still not have a stadium in Tampa? Why is it still in St. Pete? The Trop is the worst stadium yep. in all of baseball. You walk in there, and you feel like you're in just one giant fucking urinal. Like, it's just yep. disgusting. <laughs> um, the whole stadium is stupid. Uh, it makes no sense. Um, it there there's little to no energy in the ballpark you have literally out of the 4000 people to go to a game there's like 10 of them they're hardcore they're going at it and i sat next to one of them at this game and this guy this guy was in a like he looked like the joker he was in a purple suit a green shirt a purple tie and he had the fucking cowbell and I was like why do you have a cowbell they're the rays like why did the cowbell become a thing like they're not fucking cows they're rays like it's in the water like what the something amphibious I don't know what the fuck but that's what they do like that that's what Tampa fans do create something that makes no sense and then it becomes a staple for that team Um, so yeah, uh, Tampa fans, Champa fans, stupid. Support your team. Yes. God's sake. It's a good team. 
one of the few hardcore like Tampa Bay Bucks fan I have that I know is my uncle. That man has been a season pass holder to every single Bucks game since I couldn't remember. That man, ten thousand jerseys lined up. The man goes to spring training camps, sit there watching these games out. He invited me to watch. Like, you want to come watch the spring training games? He was like, I don't know why I would want to come and watch that myself. Watch these sweaty ass goons come out here to go four and <laughs> twelve this next season. I'm really not interested in seeing this, but. Like, I give him credit though. I dedicated this man out here in the middle, okay. middle of the heat watching his team be sorry during spring training. But here, here's the thing I'll say about Bucks fans, okay? Because first of all, we all agree they're bandwagon fans, right? Like, if your yes. team is bad, they're not going to show up, but you're still going to have some diehards. You have no excuse when it comes to the Rays and when it comes to the Lightning because it's indoors. Thank you. If your team is bad in Tampa or whatever, like, I've been to a Tampa game with my wife. Watch the Carolina Panthers. It's like 120 degrees <laughs> in seats. Right. I was miserable. I was like, I'm going to need a hospital after I go to this <laughs> game. So if that team is bad, I can understand that. But the Rays, like, it's indoors. Yeah. That air condition. Go to the goddamn <laughs> games. But I will say this. Now, the Lightning fans, okay, because I didn't get a chance to talk about Shaq's what's up with that. Lightning fans oh my god over the last decade how much have i heard about people being diehard lightning let them be bad for two years all the lightning shit is coming off people's cars they won't give a shit about that team if they start doing bad again but they've been relevant for a decade so they sell out and they go to that game even though like Shaq said 90 percent of them never seen fucking snow so it makes no goddamn sense <laughs> Let them be bad for two years, and no one's going to go to those games either because Tampa fans are the most bandwagon people yeah. ever. Ever. Fuck Tampa Bay. <laughs> it, I, I still remember uh, 2020 when the Rays were in – I forget what it's called in baseball. It's not the conference. Basically, like, the you know, the series before you the, get the, to the World Series. ALCS. Yeah, ALCS. Thank you. Uh yeah, downtown St. Pete, there were, I promise you, we'd never find this in any other major sports city in America. There were more people out and about at the restaurants and bars in downtown St. Pete while they're in the LCS than there were at the Trop, which is in downtown St. Pete. Like, you could look at the parking lot and see a, a plethora of open spaces, but yet actual downtown St. Pete was popping and there was like nobody at the trop. It's like, huh? Like the Dodgers at the time, I guarantee you, you would not be able to find any parking at that stadium. It, but then you look at the, the Rays and it's, it's like, just asinine. But it's different in fan bases. I feel like Dodgers, they could be bad for like a decade and they would still sell out stadiums. They would still mm -hmm. sell out this and being absolutely dreadful and bad while the Rays are like popping and they cannot sell out stuff and still be winning yeah. and do well which is as nice <laughs> to me to think of a team doing really well Weird. and still struggle to sell tickets for some odd reason <laughs> you guys want to know one thing that is kind of funny though is that we are three guys doing a sports show in Tampa 
and we hate Tampa sports. <laughs> All three of us. We, All we three of us. There, there's not a single one of us that likes a single Tampa team. I love it. That, but it's that's that's the, why we, we work so well together. Yeah, but it's not even the team. Uh, it's a fan base that we hate. I know. It has nothing to do with the, the team. Yeah, we, the teams do wonderful these past couple of years. It's <clears> the people that we live amongst that are the fan so base. It's kind of like you watch them. It's kind of like y'all treat sports for people who are diehard sports fans of this state, y'all treat these sports so badly. Like fashion trends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Rays do bad for one season. Fuck the Rays. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> y'all commit and dedicate to it. What y'all, either how you love your team. They never got over Philly. He's like, those stickers on the car, easily removable. I promise you. <laughs> I see one more Bucks flag. I can't tell Look. Uh, All right, let, let's go ahead and get into Jalen's what's up with that before we keep yeah. talking about Tampa sports fans for the next half hour. So speaking of L.A., my what's up with that. <laughs> I know we said we weren't talking about the Lakers, but this is a Laker what's up with that. Why oh my is God, f- you found a way to bring <laughs> the Lakers into this show? We've gone too long without <laughs> talking about them. God damn. Why is Phil Jackson – being a advisor, whatever you want to call him, he has a say in who the next coach of the Lakers is. This does not make any sense to me whatsoever. What has Phil Jackson done in the past decade that has shown that his opinion should be taken into consideration when it comes to anything in the current NBA? I understand that he does or he did have some kind of relationship with Genie Bus. So I'm sure that's that's probably why. But uh, the Lakers are it's like they're taking advice from everybody that has a, has a track record of saying you should not take advice from them like Kurt Rambis and Phil Jackson like no, they have shown that they're not very good in their in their current roles and here they are trying to pick the next coach with Phil Jackson's go at it. I don't give a damn about the Lakers, but it doesn't make any sense to me as, as why they're doing it. I understand. I, I will say this. Say this, that Phil Jackson has not done anything in the last decade. But he does has a he does have a decade worth of championships. I will say that. He does. Man is the only 10-time NBA champion as a coach. Um, but you are right in the fact that the Lakers, they are like the only team that can't get out of their own way. Yeah. They Every time they need to make a big decision, they go back to somebody in the past that used to make them great and want their input, try to help make them great <laughs> right. again. It's like, I don't know, it's like a family of a bunch of inbreds, man. It's like <laughs> you get dumber every time inbreds have kids. They need to knock it off. They need to stop it. They need to get some outside help to make themselves relevant again um, because they are one of the flagship teams in yeah. the NBA. The NBA is better when the Lakers are relevant, just like the NBA is better when Boston's relevant. Right. Um, but, but yeah, Phil Jackson, I mean, listen, just because you used to date the owner of the team doesn't mean that you're necessarily qualified pick a head coach a decade after you've been out of the league <laughs> the only thing i'll say is that it looks like it looks like the lakers are trying to move away from lebron james yeah yeah that 
they don't want him to have say in stuff anymore, even though the say that he did have to bring a championship to the Lakers, which did tie them with our Boston Celtics, even though I hate that. Um, and, you know, yeah, LeBron James missed with Russell Westbrook. But what did LeBron James want to have happen in the middle of the year? He wanted them to get rid of Westbrook and bring somebody else in. And what did the, what did the Lakers do? Said no. Like, what? what? Like, yeah. Blame him for bringing Westbrook in, but then you you say no to getting rid of him, like trying to fix it, and now you want to bring in Phil Jackson to bring in the next coach when you probably never should have brought in Vogel to begin with because he never did anything really of relevance with Indiana in the first place. Like the bubble Lakers were going to win a championship no matter who the coach was because Anthony Davis yeah, was yeah. actually healthy, so they were going to win that championship. Because that was the only two months that Anthony Davis was actually healthy in his career. Of course, they were going to win it in the bubble. Uh, Vogel had very little to do with that. So I, I just think the Lakers are just floundering. It's kind of funny to watch. It is. But, you know, I don't know. I cut you off, Shaq. I apologize, sir. No, you're good. All great opinions and, like, great, like, statements. My thing about it is the controversial statement we're going to say. It's the same thing with Jordan, per se. Jordan is the owner oh, of a boy. team that is not relevant and they are trying to feel out the aspect of his Jordan being the owner of this team it's kind of like eh, it's not really not helping out this man hasn't done much to be relevant GM, yeah. yeah since he retired just because makes because he's a legendary Hall of Fame Grizz football or hoop ever isn't gonna make him yeah I mean he's a great he's owner strong. GM he's, he's terrible terrible at it. the man is just strictly we strictly know this man as, as a businessman and he's strictly here to gain the profits of what he can out of it. <laughs> right. He's not exactly making any wonderful, great decisions as a GM for your team. Stop pretending like he is. Yes, the man oh, knows. No, I mean... Go ahead. I'm just saying, it's like the man make, knew that selling shoes and doing that was going to be very profitable because of his career. And he did that. Owning a team, bring him another set of profit. Doesn't make that team any better. That team will not be any better. But no matter, yeah. look, <laughs> I will. I will say this: that Michael Jordan is not the GM of the Hornets. He's, He's not Jerry owner. Jones. He's the owner. He is yeah. the owner. He is the owner. Um, and you know what, Shaq? I'll, I'll say this: I don't think you should disrespect Jordan. We're trying to disrespect the Lakers. Um, <laughs> two separate entities. <laughs> I think that. I think that the Lakers flounder amongst themselves enough without having to bring Jordan's name into it. Because, listen, the biggest thing the Lakers have going on right now is the winning time show, HBO's airing. And what's going on with that? You got Jerry West wanting to sue him because of the way he's portrayed <laughs> um, in, in the show, even though everyone knows that it's based off of truth, but it's also a lot of fiction to make good television. Uh, and so when the best thing that a franchise has is a fictitious show that one of the Lakers greats is trying to sue was based in the 80s. Your team's not doing good. You're, you're, you're not doing good as a team. And a fictitious show about your team in the 80s is the hottest thing going on with your <laughs> club right now. That's, that's some crazy crap. It is absolutely egregious to me that... You know, LeBron makes the decision of let's go get Westbrook, and then you know by the trade deadline, it's like, hey, 
we need to get off of him. Like, let's trade him. And the Lakers were basically like, no, no, you made this bed. We're going to make you lie in it. Like, ah, that, that actually makes no sense. Like, I get it if you fuck up, but the fact that LeBron was like, hey, I would like to correct this. Let's make right on this. And they were still like, nope, let's sit in our shit. Like, <laughs> you had the chance to get out. And it, it, is Palinka not the GM of the Lakers? Exactly. Okay, first of all, we can get into someone being their last name Palinka at a later date, but <laughs> Lake is the GM of the team. Yet they came out, fed it to the LA media that they're blaming LeBron James over the Westbrook deal. Like, who who's the player? Who's the GM? Like, how small do you yeah. want to try to make yourself? Thank you. It's like blaming like, the come math on, teacher man. instead of the principal and why the school's a bad place in the first place. It's like, excuse me, <laughs> who here running the school? And what? <laughs> What happened to your education check? Shit. I, I, I started in Florida. That was my first problem. Who <laughs> your feelings in high school? Was, hey, you apparently there's a math teacher that Shaq loved in high school that got fired over something. We got a time um, up in the show for that. <laughs> it's a different show. So different show on a Friday night. <laughs> it's the, the dating show. Yo. Uh all right, let's get out. What's up with that? Because we'll be here until two a.m. <laughs> oh, we feel like this show's a big <laughs> show. I could talk forever about anything whatsoever. Yeah, you could literally say <laughs> socks, and this show go on for like two hours on category socks. <laughs> Damn right, we could. Them no look socks. <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the body rock. knows you're wearing socks. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> The Rider Diet in 25. Here we go. So, uh, last week, or I guess technically two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, so Malin was 5-1 and one last week, which makes him plus 34. I Say was, that again one more time. Okay. Plus plus what? He was Cinco y Uno plus. Yeah, but when I'm plus 34? Plus 34. <laughs> plus 34? For oh, Spanish-speaking viewers. Plus 34? Oh, my God. I'm plus 34. He is plus 34 that's right that's now. I don't know if my Spanish pronunciation was perfect, but uh, I am uh, 85, <laughs> 85 and 66. 3 and 3 last week, just maintained. That's yeah. plus 19. Uh, Shaq, let me get a round of applause. Shaq was over 500 for two consecutive weeks. That may be the first on this show. <laughs> Plus three, baby. Can't, no, can't nobody tell me shit on the show now. <laughs> first of all, how how many weeks of a head start that Shaq have on me? At least about 50. A lot. Oh, no. Probably about 50. <laughs> I'm only five wins away from him. <laughs> Plus three and I'm plus 34. Bam. <laughs> I say this a lot. Is, shit. This is the well, world I won't. we live in, but uh, yeah, folks, that is the standings right now. It is nice to say that as a collective, you can officially say if you were to bet money based off what we we're saying, you would be statistically weighing money more than you lose money. So, it, and it I'm is. just saying, since March 16th, and we're in May now, since March 16th. 
I've only bet wrong five times. Right. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Mainly taking the Westbrook approach right uh, now. Okay. Hey, first of all, <laughs> my bets back it up. All right, I'm not out here throwing bricks, building building homes for the needy. Okay, <laughs> backing it up with the bets, people. Let's go. All right, so uh, we gave our predictions already for um, Dallas and Phoenix. Currently, that score is 62-64 Suns right now, so there's that. Uh, but moving into Friday at 7 o'clock, Shaq's series here with his Heat going to the Sixers. Shaq, who do you think wins game three? Embiid still kind of up in the air. They got to evaluate him. So how do you think this will play? Uh, it's very iffy. Uh, no, I'm going to commit. I'm going to say the Heat win this game. Even if uh, he does come back to play this game, it's kind of like the man's been out for a hot minute coming back. I still say we got the number. We win this game, go up 3-0. If we do drop a game, it's going to be that game four that we're going to drop and go 3-1 and then winning the game, winning the series. But I do say that we win this next game. This At this point in time, it's kind of like we get the lead and we keep the lead and maintain – throughout the whole entire game. We stay consistent. We play hard, and I say we do win this game three. Mainland. MB, do me, mom, beat your mother's meme. It don't matter if he plays or not, people. Miami's going to win this game. (laughs) (laughs) Miami's going to win this game. They're probably going to sweep them. Um, It it, it don't even matter. Uh, The best players are going to come off the bench and midway through the first quarter for Miami. Leave the team scoring for the umpteenth time. Miami. Okay. I'm also going Miami on this one. I don't see Embiid returning in this game. Uh, and even if he did, I'm sure he probably wouldn't be feeling it 100%. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Miami wins this on the road. Depending on how this game goes, this this very well could be a sweep. Because uh, I still don't think they'll be back for this game anyway in game three. So. Uh, and at that point yeah. in time, you're not coming back game three, being down 3-0 in the series. Do you, as a player, do you necessarily want to come back? Ben Simmons. All right. <laughs> Me as a player, I'm like, Ben no. Simmons is having back surgery. He's <laughs> not. Back surgery. Okay. Yeah, this man back surgery. Doing what? <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 being led by James Harden. Rest my case. All right, next game, uh, Phoenix going to Dallas. This is um, also Friday night, the later game at 9.30. Game three of this series, uh, like we mentioned, this game is game two is still currently going on, so it's a little harder to predict this until we see the outcome of this. Uh, but, Malin, who do you think wins game three of this? Um, well, I picked Phoenix to win game two. But I think Luca in front of his home crowd probably dropped 40, 45 points. I look for Dallas to not get swept. I think it at best it's going to be a gentleman sweep. And uh, even if they're down 0-2, I look for, for Dallas to be able to pull off that first game at home. Picking <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> G-Money says maybe they can find Simmons spine. <laughs> Well, they were looking. Philly was looking for it for years, but they can never find it. So that's why they traded him to Brooklyn. 
another comment I saw on YouTube is someone saying, uh, Simmons hurt his back picking up them checks. Uh, as yeah, far as this <laughs> this series goes, I love I love our chat room. By the way, <laughs> these people are perfect. <laughs> these are the best sports fans ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm gonna take. Give me Phoenix to win this one. It's looking like I uh, I'm probably gonna be wrong in this game, even though the Suns are only up by four right now. I feel like they're about to pull away in this game, and um, Dallas doesn't want to get completely embarrassed. They'll be back on their home court, and uh, I guess I'm taking Dallas in in two games <laughs> back to back. You just say you're taking? Did you just say you're taking Phoenix? No, I'm sorry, I'm taking Phoenix. Taking Phoenix. About to say, did you change your mind? And no, no I didn't. When, yeah. wait, yeah. which game? Game three? Game two, I took Dallas. This game, I'm taking um, Phoenix. Okay, so you're just completely ass backwards. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shaq. I'm taking Phoenix with this game. I have the utmost confidence in this team. So we're all taking yes, Phoenix that, in this yeah. game. These games are going to be close. Uh, no, to... I said Dallas in game three. That's right, okay. Hi, <laughs> hey, Shaq. Tell us how Phoenix is going to win the third game in a row. I, look, I'm just saying they keep these games close up until the late couple minutes of the game, and they just pull away. It's just like psych. We ain't, we ain't really playing with y'all like that. So I say, still say Phoenix is gonna win this game. Oh, I like that pick because that's gonna be closer to Clips and Shaq here because right. he normally picks who I pick. I like it. Uh, shout out to Clutch in the trap in the <laughs> chat. He says, what are your thoughts on the, the Chiefs what? in the draft? Shaq uh, brought this up earlier. I don't know if you want to paraphrase what you uh, had Paraphrase, said uh, the Chiefs did really well. They emphasized on their defense because since they already have a powerhouse of an offense, they're just trying to make sure they just improve on the one small category they can use improvement on defense. There you go, Clutch. Uh, next game in the Ride or Die in 25, Boston at Milwaukee. I'm going to say this is a back-and-forth type series, and Milwaukee will hold their home court. You know, they're, they're back there, and I think they will win game three in a relatively close game. I think this series is going to start to <clears throat> balance itself out. Both wins so far have been pretty lopsided, uh, and I think now as we get into game three and four, it will get much closer and, you know, things will really start to solidify here. So this will, this will be a closer game, uh, but I think Milwaukee will end up winning this one. Uh, but I think Boston will get game four to tie this thing up. So, uh, yeah, I think Milwaukee wins game three, Shaq. I think actually Boston wins game three. I think they're right off of momentum right now. I feel like it's just enough to push them through the advantage of not having home court. And it gets them. It's like I said, it's been a very close game. Last couple, last minute or two of the game, we were back and forth, really trying to decide. But I say you guys sneak it out and do get this win. It's going to be one of those dramatic endings to these games. Like you're literally standing and pacing back and forth over the last couple of seconds. So I, but I'll give it to Boston to win this game. Go up 2 1. 
Malin. What kind of fan are you, Jalen? What what are we doing? <laughs> I'm being realistic here. What in the world? No. Okay, first of all, Milwaukee caught Boston sleeping the first game. Uh, Boston looked very, very lethargic in the first game, especially defensively. And they figured some stuff out defensively without their best defensive player playing the game. And he's probably going to play in game three. I'm going Boston on this one. And I agree with you guys that I think that it's going to be like a close game in the sense that it's going to be kind of like back and forth throughout most of the game. But I don't think that the ending score is going to be necessarily close. I think Boston's probably going to pull away uh, towards the end. Um, and I think they'll probably, I mean, first of all, the last two minutes of any basketball game last half an hour. It's just bullshit that it does that. But I think that Boston's probably going probably gonna to win by like probably 8 to 10 points on that one. They're going to take game three, and they're going to take game four, Jalen. I, I hope that I am wrong. I, I would love to be wrong on this pick. But we'll see. Last but not least, Saturday night, Grizzlies at the Warriors at 8.30 for game three. Uh, Malin, who do you think, or sorry, Shaq, who do you think wins this one? I said Golden State wins this game. This is where Golden State really starts to catch momentum. As long as Green can behave himself and really just play basketball, leave his regular antics out of the way and poop. I say go, this is where Golden State really starts to shine. So I'm going to say Golden State. Malin? I think game three at home in Golden State and Golden State's gonna take this one. Um I think that they're gonna they're gonna feed off of that home crowd. They're gonna be going nuts. Um because I think everyone was really excited about Golden State going into the series and all of a sudden they dropped game two and now all the pundits are saying, oh, well, maybe Golden State has a chink in the armor because Gary Payton 2 is not going to be playing. No. They're a great team without him. Um, I think they're going to go off, and I think they're going to show uh, Memphis that uh, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. So I'm, I'm picking Golden State at home. Yeah, I, I don't think Gary Payton Jr. had that much of a effect on the team as a whole. And... Warriors going back to the chase center. I think they'll take care of their business in that first game back and then you know, put the ball in the Grizzlies' court for game four to see what they're going to do with their kind of backs up against the wall. So, uh, yeah, I think the Warriors will get their business taken care of at home. And, uh, yeah, we're all in agreement on that one. So, all right. So, we all know that I'm only going <clears> to. <throat> on one pick this week. So, what what do you guys think the one pick that I'm going to miss on this week is? What do you think it is? Uh, what pick did he agree disagree with me on? I know there was one that he didn't disagree. That he didn't agree with the only one you guys were not agreeing on was Game 3 of Suns and Mavs. I'm hoping that's the game he gets wrong. That kind of boosts me up in morale. <laughs> 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 Not that it does much from an overall record, but morale for myself. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to be plus 38 next week. 
Gonna happen. Gonna happen. I like the confidence. Shoot, if I can go positive again this next coming week. <laughs> three weeks three in weeks a row. Three weeks in a row. Me being okay, positive. first of all, Shaq, you picked four out of the same five games but I, as me. You but damn I well better be positive. I went ahead week. of you most of these picks, so it's not even like I spoon-fed off yeah. of you for these it, picks. It, it, no, at this point, Shaq has been riding my coattails all for right. two months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, if he goes positive heavy, on this the one, heavy. He yeah, the, the heavy lifting, usually. the heavy, the heavy. He knows who I'm gonna pick. <laughs> heavy lifting. That I'm doing. For now this man, all because I got a big ridiculous. ass head and forehead. I'm predicting the future with my mega mind. It is ridiculous. <laughs> it is. This man's got some telepathy shit. Uh, yes. My big ass forehead whether, and his. He knows I, who I'm gonna pick. Whether I pick for him or not, before him or not. Do I need to pick for the round four also? Is that what I need to do right now? Is pick for round four? So that you don't say... strange. Exactly. So you can say I'm not spoon feeding off of you? You're doing more spoon feeding, but goddamn. <clears throat> All right, folks. Anything else you guys want to mention before we exit? Oh, this chair is great. Uh, and Miami Heat's still one of the best complete teams. <laughs> I would just like to take credit for Shaq being over 500 in his picks. All right. He picks all the same people that I do. And I think I only made two forehead jokes. And the other ones were about people dying. That's a record. (laughs) That's a record for me. I mean, Tampa fans deserve to be made fun of. Uh, The one forehead joke that I made during the break does not count, so there was only two. Yep. Um, but I'm about to patent step stool, the likeness right. of Shaq's All forehead. Right. <laughs> That's gonna make some money. My truckers <laughs> out there thinking how useful that would be. And all I'm saying is, your favorite team is a team based off of ice when you've never seen ice in your life outside of your freezer. You deserve to get made fun of. <laughs> God. <laughs> Listen, new Doctor Strange comes out this Friday. I think we should have a petition to get Benedict Cumberbatch out of there and replace him with Shaq as the lead for Doctor Strange because he's been looking into the future as of late. So that's my opinion. Oh, no, this this head sees all the futures. Okay. Wait, first of all, with that, with that forehead, he better be seeing something that other people aren't seeing. He's seeing higher than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's number three. That that's number three. God damn it! <laughs> kinda, Can you guys just end the show? It's kind of baited. And I was like, if I keep bringing up my head and bringing up all yeah. the <laughs> baited me. Be. That's not fair. I was very much. You know what I would like to see happen? I would like to see Shaq shave his head. I want to see how big. That Stop it! Is. I want Don't you to do a Mike Tomlin. Four razors later, Mike still Tomlin. trying to shave my head. One time. <laughs> it's bad enough. You better get feel... a. I better get... get a bigger living room. Room if Shaq shaves his head. Shoot. Whenever I get a haircut, I extra tip my barber because I say, I know damn well your heart and be cramping by the end of my haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. He starts on, he starts at the left side of his head. By the time he gets to the right, he's like backed up in the time zone. It's like I started at two and it's 12 o'clock. What the hell are we doing? All right, that's four. God damn. End the show, people. It just ate lunch. There it is. <laughs> it's like I usually charge $20. I usually charge $20 at him. I'm going to charge you for about 52 here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
keep playing around with he's me. Like, I ate lunch at, he's like, I ate lunch at 1. Now it's 12 o'clock and I'm hungry again. What the hell is going on here? Yeah, I still got to edge your head, too. That's a whole different adventure. <laughs> All right, Your boy. barber does time travel to <laughs> some shit. That, that part of uh, the Avengers when they go back to get all the stones and they got time travel. <laughs> Can't anymore. Somebody in the show. I got these jokes all day. Let's do it. I told you this Love show could go on forever about any random thing. Great. <laughs> Apparently could. All we got to do is do a lap around your head, and <laughs> and we're stuck in a conundrum. <laughs> That's five jokes now. God damn it! End the show. People. All right, folks. We will see you next week. All right. And if you're going off the time frame in my head, see you in about five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>